This is episode 38, the Sleep Geek Movement Blueprint. This episode is sponsored by Vitaforce, a proudly South African brand that produces top quality vitamin and mineral supplements. And you can find out more about them at www.sleepgeek.co.za forward slash Vitaforce. Welcome to the Sleek Geek Health Revolution podcast. My name is Eric Charles and I am here with Ilan Lohman to help you discover how you can build healthy habits and live a better life. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Now let's get to it. Sleek Geeks, it is Eric here and I am here with my co-host Ilan. Ilan, how are you doing? How's it Eric? Uh, I'm awesome, it's great to be here. How's it everybody? Just uh, made myself a nice cup of coffee okay. and ready to hit the spot. It's like your, your sixth cup today, eh? <laughs> I'm buzzing out the window. <laughs> Luckily this I drink decaf. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think otherwise I don't think your heart would take it if that was caffeine based. But is it even coffee yeah. if it's decaf? I don't know. You Guys, tell me. it's two weeks till Eric's wedding, so we've been talking wedding stuff Yeah. before we got onto this podcast. But speaking of coffee, I've been trying to have less coffee for the wedding, just to try and keep my teeth a bit whiter. It has oh, not been fun. Of course, it's got to be as white as your, as your new shirt, right? <laughs> Pretty much. But yeah. today we're talking about the Sleek Geek Movement Blueprint. Mm. So Eric, you want to just lead us in and, and let, let the guys know what that's about? Yeah, I mean, the, the, the Sleek Geek Movement Blueprint is something quite new. We haven't really talked about it Sleek Geek yet. It's a project we're busy working on to revamp the Sleek Geek 8 Week Challenge. So if you are a regular challenger, um, it's something you can definitely look forward to, hopefully launching either in the upcoming Summer Challenge, uh, Winter Challenge, yeah. or maybe the summer challenge at the end of the year, depending on the workload and how long it takes. I can be a bit of a perfectionist, so we'll see. But the idea behind the Sleek Geek Movement Blueprint is to focus on what kind of behaviors should one focus on in terms of the holistic view of movement. Yeah. Most of the time we focus on, we want a certain outcome and we're going to follow this very rigid exercise plan to get there. Sure. Very outcome-based and very rigid plan-based. Yeah, I mean, I think people have a very specific idea about what exercise is. Mm. You know, Weightlifting at the gym. Exactly. Or... Most people, for them, it's like, I go to the gym for an hour um, or I've got to do a running plan. Cardio. Exactly. And that's what exercise is. Mm. But it's so much more than that, like as you're going to, to talk about now. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, you and I were talking about this before the podcast and it's terrible that so many people will have a very sedentary day, like sure. 23 hours of their 24 hour day is sedentary. I was sitting in the, in the computer, watching TV, lying in bed, driving somewhere, very, very sedentary. Yep. And then for one hour a day, they get up and they go and try and do some intense exercise. At the gym. At the gym or on the road to try and undo all the sedentary behavior they had. And then they regard themselves as an active person. Mm. Where are they? Are you really? And yeah. Like, we have to ask ourselves these questions. I mean, Eric and I were chatting about it, as he said before this podcast, and it's hard for us because even as the leaders of a health and fitness movement, most of our work is computer-based. Button chair, yeah. And, you know, people underestimate how much work actually goes on behind the scenes at Sleek Geek. And mm. we, we, you know, we're under capacity in our team. So Eric and I are literally chained to our computers 
most of the day. And what that means is that, you know, I sometimes, for example, slack really badly in my daily steps mm. and getting enough movement in. So, you know, we also have to overcome this um, just like anyone else in our community who's got a busy life and job, etc. Well, this is exactly why we created this blueprint. Exactly. It's, it's literally what do we need to have a holistic approach to movement and, in our own lives. And what are the components of an um, active lifestyle? Yeah. You know, because it's way more than just going to the gym for an hour. Mm. And there's so much that you can do. Like, for example, you know, I've just entered the Two Oceans Half Marathon. And Ooh. I did that on purpose. I'm not a runner. I don't enjoy running. <laughs> Good luck. But I did it on purpose because I realized that I'm literally just not getting enough movement in. Mm. And I thought, okay, training for this a few times a week is going to force me to move. Absolutely. And, you know, I've been hiking a little bit less than I normally like to this summer mm. uh, for various reasons. Especially and so I realized along now, yeah. I'm not active enough. Yeah. And so I think that's what we want to kind of like open your mind to today in today's podcast. Mm. Because yeah. I think one of the problems or one of the mistakes that people make when they embark on a weight loss journey, for example, is they very much overestimate the amount of calories that you can burn like in a gym session yeah. or in a workout. Yeah, for one you hour, know, 45 minutes. It's actually pretty sad and demoralizing when you realize how many calories you can burn in like a, a weightlifting session or whatever yeah. it might be. Yeah. You know, when you compare that as more calories just to eat a bar one or something like that. Oh, yeah. So, you know, what really happens is what you do in the other hours of your day Absolutely. To contribute towards your overall movement kind of score. And it makes you feel better, right? I mean, just take something like walking. Walking may not burn as many calories. It may not have as many benefits in terms of helping you build muscle or shape your physique. Yes. But it's great for relieving stress. It's sure. great for getting you outside. It's great for helping you socialize with people. So all these different elements of movement beyond deliberate exercise have so many other unique benefits as well. Sure. So if we were to run through the core part of the Sleekick Movement Blueprint, now there are a few extra pieces that come at the end, but at its core, the first thing we look at is how can we help you sit less? Or how can we help ourselves sit less? Let's talk about this from our own perspective. Sure. Eric, how can I make an effort to sit less throughout the day? Sit less and stand up more. Because the main thing is being in one fixed position for so many hours in the day, can really be detrimental to my health. Yeah. So I've actually got a standing desk. I try to do a mixture of sitting and standing in different types of positions throughout the day whenever I can remember. But often sitting less is also just saying, okay, if I am sitting, I'm not going to sit for longer than an hour at a time, maybe two hours max. And if you, like me, and have a smartwatch, often Apple can give you a prompt and say it's time to stand up now. You've got a stand or standing up maybe once an hour for eight hours in a day. Uh, Elan, does your watch do that? Yeah, I mean, I've got a Samsung, and also, yeah, you can set it, it'll just vibrate, it'll say, hey, you, need to, get up. you need to move. Yeah. But Eric, if you don't have a fancy watch or something, you can just set something alarm on your phone. I absolutely, mean, yeah. There's no excuses like, if you don't have any fancy technology. Yeah. And for me, what I find works well is like, every hour on the hour, not necessarily on the hour, but when I, when I can remember, I get up, I try and my go-to is actually cleaning. Like, yes. I know it sounds weird, but like if there's something I've got to put away or a dish I've got to wash yes. or um, that's often my go-to because it makes me feel less anxious and, and more organized. But also it might be making coffee, might be going to the toilet, might be going and finding my dogs and giving them a cuddle. It, it's just, it's like a, a one to five minute break 
lets my brain relax, gets me moving around, gets me out of that fixed position. Yeah, something and, something that I like doing is if I'm going to take a phone call or make a phone call, mm, I'll, I'll stand up and like walk around in brilliant. my apartment mm. while I'm doing that phone call. Yeah. As opposed to just carrying on sitting at my desk. I love that. Like I, I do the same. Um, even if my fiance, is soon to be wife, comes by and wants to talk about something, if it's, if it's an actual conversation we're having, I almost always get up and move around and talk to her while I'm, while I'm moving around. Yeah. It just gets me away from the desk, gets me away from distractions. Yeah. And it's just a great opportunity for movement. So, and all these things add up. They do. They I mean, really do. At the end of the day, like, you know, sometimes, you know, there's some people who they feel, it just seems like they can eat anything and they don't put on weight. Mm. Like, Generally, those people are quite fidgety people. They move around. They never sit long. They never sit still for long. Yeah, I mean, I've got an uh, ex-girlfriend who's like that. Like, literally, I don't know where she put the food. Yeah. But on the flip side of that, she was always moving, always active, always doing something, always fidgeting. And look, that's something that it's hard to, you know, replicate if you're not naturally like that. I did it. That's become me, definitely. Yeah. It is possible, but it it is difficult, too. Yeah, but, but the point is, is I just want to try and illustrate that all the little movement that you do throughout the day mm. really, really adds up Yeah. in terms of the energy that you burn. Absolutely. And I that mean, you need to, you know. And also, I feel like when you're conscious of standing up more regularly throughout the day and conscious of how much you're sitting, you kind of reinforce the identity that you are someone who gets up and moves around often. Like sure. rather than going, oh, I really should like, not sit for so long. Oh, I'm just chained to my desk the whole time. This is so bad. It's so unhealthy. Yeah. It's, it's such, it's literally a one minute action you could do to change that script in your head. Yeah. And when you have that healthier, fitter identity about yourself, all your other types of movement efforts become a bit easier. Sure. They're more congruent with who you see you are. So the first one is sit less. Sit less. Next one is walk Next more. Next one is quite simply walk more. Again, it seems dead simple, but getting more steps in throughout the day is definitely a major contributor to health yes. and fitness and well-being. Um, Absolutely. We don't walk enough in this country. Well, I mean, in certain sections of the population. Yeah. I mean, I understand that a lot of people in South Africa don't have cars. Yeah. And they use public transport. Yeah. But a but lot compared of people, to Europe. Yeah, but a lot of people, you know, like myself, mm. you know, most people who do have cars end up driving everywhere. Yeah. And... You know, they don't walk enough. Whereas in Europe, you take public transport. Mm. And I, I know whenever I go on holiday to Europe, I do like thousands and thousands oh, of steps. Yeah. yeah. Because in the city, you're walking around, you're going to get the train and then you this and then that. And like, you know, you and, and also there, you know, people, if you've got to go 10 blocks for a meeting. Yeah. There, like people look at you funny if you took transport. Yeah. Whereas, sure. you know, here, people like drive 500 meters to the cafe mm. on the corner. Mm. And I think that's also got to do with security. Yeah. Um, but you go from walking, which is very often a relaxing, stress-relieving activity, to driving, which is very often causes people anxiety or anger or frustration yeah. when they're sitting with traffic or whatever. Um, but also, our jobs have become more sedentary. You know, I sure. think, uh, especially with this work-from-home movement. Yeah, with well, the pandemic, it made it worse. People who used to walk around the office are now working from home, moving a lot yeah. less. And there's a lot more... Um, IT or computer-based jobs that have been created. So in the olden days, most jobs were manual labor jobs and yeah. they've slowly become more and more intellectual computer-based jobs. Um, that's definitely a big contributor. And also our entertainment. Yeah. Like the go-to form of entertainment is either watching TV or movies on your, sure. on your TV 
or it has been um, social media on your phone. Exactly. And that's how you see people. Like if you want to see someone, you pull up social media, what do they do? I mean, I kind of envy people, like some of my clients, like I envy people who have jobs that force them to move around yeah. all day. Yeah. You know, like there are people in our community who easily do 10, 13, 15,000 steps a day. Just because of their jobs. Just because of their jobs. Yeah. You know, whereas, you know, someone like you or I who's desk bound, mm. you, you've got to actively make a conscious choice. Yeah. To go and walk. And that takes time. Yeah, it does. You know, I mean, to go and walk 10,000 steps will take you an hour. Yeah. So you've got to find an hour in your day to go and do... An well, hour throughout your day. Split that exactly. It could be, could be five 20-minute breaks. Yeah. You know, which is a great strategy, as yeah. you've, you've pointed out. But it takes some time and it takes some focus and it takes some intention. So to, in terms of walking more, like we generally recommend 5,000 steps being a absolute minimum to aim for. Yeah. Generally, the research has shown that people who walk less than 5,000 steps a day are generally less healthy. Yeah. And then when you walk 10,000 or more steps a day, you are generally in the, the much healthier range. So I generally recommend to my clients to aim between five and 10,000 steps a day. Yeah. Personally, for me, um, that's, I, actually, I literally use it as a range for myself. 10,000 is what I would love to be walking or more. Mm. If I walk 10,000 steps a day, I'm happy. That's me pushing on a daily basis to get those points for discovery vitality. Sure. 5,000 is like I, my minimum I'm willing to accept. If I'm under 5,000, I am not happy with myself. Yeah, and it's hard. I mean, when yeah. you're sitting at home like to get those 5,000. I mean, I went for a 5K run yesterday morning mm. and a 5K run only gave me 8,000 steps. I was like, what? Okay, yeah. Obviously, when you run, your steps are... Bigger, so you're better off actually walking the 5K. Exactly, yeah. your stride is longer, so that's yeah. why. But... But, you know, it just shows you that, like, you know, you will probably have to walk for an hour or so yeah. to get, like, you know, 10,000 steps. Or, as you say, break it down throughout yeah. the day. Yeah. Um, so, it takes commitment. Like, I mean, I don't know how you feel about this one, Eric, but with my clients, what I often say is, like, and this is, like, me, obviously, um, it's a bit hypocritical. Mm. But I would almost say that walking 10,000 steps a day is more important than going and doing a gym workout. Yeah. And like, ideally, you should be trying to get 10,000 steps plus a gym workout. Yeah. But absolutely. that's a whole lot of time maybe people don't have. Personally, in my own life, I tend to substitute a gym workout for about 5,000 steps. Yeah. So that's, ten, that's generally what I equate it to. Like, I, I, I normally aim to try and get 10,000 steps and a gym workout. Yeah. But if I'm on five and I get a workout in for an hour, I kind of equate that to be worth 5,000 steps for me. Sure. I also um, think it, it comes down to your priorities. So, for yeah. example, like, if I, if I look at my time in my day mm. and I think to myself, I've only got like an hour or an hour and a half today to dedicate to fitness, yeah. then I invariably will always prioritize my weights, workout. Yeah. resistance workouts. Biggest bang for your buck. Yeah. Because I enjoy it most mm. and also because in terms of the physique that I'm trying to create, like I would like to have a muscular physique yeah. and you know, I enjoy lifting weights. But if you're someone who's got 20 or 30 kilograms to lose, mm. like you probably, if you've only got an hour to spend, mm. you're probably better off walking 10,000 steps than trying to go and do a gym workout. And yeah. I think that's what a lot of people don't get. And hopefully it, it, it can be both. I think that's why we're trying to flesh this out into a movement blueprint that's not just, here's a training plan, go and do it. Yes. We want to help the sleeker community figure out all the different elements of, of movement that contribute towards having a fit and healthy physique and, and be, because I mean, something like walking more provides so many more benefits than 
that 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 weightlifting alone doesn't. Yes. Um, and it's know, safer as well. It's safer. It's, it's it's literally it's more tolerable, especially if you're very overweight or if you're older, and it's a habit that you should just get into. Like I mean, I think it's if you look at the fittest and healthiest, like the healthiest people in the world, the people who live the longest. You can look at the whole blue zones um, concepts. All of those people have an environment or a lifestyle that involves a lot of walking. Yeah, and yeah, that's I mean. what's helped them live the longest. Uh, walking is weightlifting can be good for stress relief. Sure, but in a in, in a um, let me blow off some steam and get my frustrations out and get yes. some endorphins. Yes, whereas walking is good for stress relief because it calms you down. Yes, it often brings you into nature. Sure, it slows life down and it removes distractions. So, when you look at it like that, just from the stress relief side of movement alone, yeah. walking versus intense exercise. Both help relieve stress, yeah. but in very different ways. Absolutely. I mean, I, I do agree with you. Nirvana, the ideal is to do both. Yeah. If, if someone has a luxury of time or yeah. if they have the kind of job. You know, some people are lucky. They've got a job where they knock off their 10,000 steps easy and mm. then they go to the gym after work. So that's, no problem, yeah. That's no problem. Yeah. But I would say, like, I mean, I think it is also contextual to who you are and where you are on your journey. Mm. So someone who's relatively lean, who really wants to, you know, kind of fine-tune their physique, mm then I would say they probably get more bang from the buck in the gym. Whereas, you know, someone who is fairly overweight, mm. I would say they get more bang for their buck walking those 10,000 steps. Because, I think it's a better place to start, yeah. Yeah, because when you're overweight, it takes a lot of energy to move your body, mm. you know, and you're going to burn a fair amount of calories doing that walk. But I think what we're really trying to say here is find opportunities to walk more. I mean, yeah. you know, park a little bit further away from the entrance when you arrive at work. When yeah. you arrive at the gym, Park in the in the end, you know, the other side of the parking lot. Like to be all deliberate. these things yeah. add up. You know, constantly, you know, if the corner cafe is five hundred meters away from your front door yeah. and you always drive, if you've got a safe environment, like yeah. can you walk there? Yeah. You know, can you walk to the shops? Um, can you have walking meetings at work with people, you know, um, when you see friends on the weekend, mm. can you rather go for a walk and have a cup of coffee? So this is actually part of the next category called looking for opportunities for movement. We exactly. talked about sit less, then walk more. And now the next stage is actually finding opportunities to move throughout the day. And this is actually literally creating or finding. Yes. There's an emphasis on that. It's not just, oh, you happen to walk more. Oh, you happen to have the time. It's being intentional. It's actually like looking at your schedule and blocking out time. Yep. Either that or just being intentional to find opportunities to move. Like you said, going, if you're going to meet for a friend for coffee, why can't it be a coffee plus a walk? Yeah, exactly. Like almost brainstorming, how can I move more? Exactly. Yeah. Um, I, it, 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 it also comes down to having that, that always on mindset of how can I move more? You know, yeah. so if you want to find opportunities for movement, you can't just like hope for them to pop up. Yeah. It's like you've got to actually have that mindset. You've got to think about it every day, all the time. How can I move more? This yeah. is not about life conveniently creating opportunities to move. That's sure. not going to happen. Like, I mean, if you're in an office complex and you need to go speak to John Smith about something, yeah. like if he's two floors up from you, rather than saying, John, come to my desk, mm. like embrace going to John's desk. Yeah. You know, like actually, no, I want to move. I want to yeah. move more. Like, you know, instead of going to the canteen, rather go, if you want to buy a water, bottle of water at the canteen at lunchtime, mm. rather walk, I don't know, 
500 meters or a kilometer to mm. a place outside the office and get your bottle of water. Yeah. You know, get a walk-in at the same yeah. time. So you constantly, all it's like a game. Think about yeah. it as a game. Yeah. Like the game is to move more. How can you get that step count up? You know, like if you like in, in, in a game environment, like mm. the more you move, the more energy you get, the more yeah. you survive, the more life you get, like, you know. It's very true. I mean, you know, people often think about exercise as something that depletes them of energy. But in the long run, it gives you more energy. Mm. It allows you to then move even more in the future. So you, like, you should see every opportunity for movement as a way to improve your fitness and health and longevity in the long run. That's a good point that you make. Like me, me now getting back into my running journey. Mm. You know, over the last 10 years, I've flirted with running. Yeah. And there's been times where I've gotten like, you know, fairly running fit. Um, I've never like, you know, been like a gazelle. Mm. But, you know, like I'm reminded now that whenever you start again, it's hard. Like, I mean, right now... I'm tired yeah. from running, like, yeah. but I know what's over the hill. Yes. I know that if I stick with it for a few weeks, mm. I'm going to enter that zone where suddenly I'm going to get that runner's high. I'm going to yeah. be energized. Yeah. And as you say, like, you might at first be a little bit tired because your mm. body is like adapting yeah. to this new thing. You kind of dread the next workout. Oh, it's going to be so hard. But you do get over that hump. It's like with my, my experience of hiking, you know, in the beginning when I started hiking, it was hard and I wanted to cry when I went up mm. Lion's Head and I was like, why am I doing this so yeah. painful? And then all of a sudden it becomes like an absolute pleasure yeah. when, you've, when you've gone over that hump and you can start to really enjoy your physical you know, exercise. So if you're someone who the idea of moving more throughout the day seems really uncomfortable and difficult... Like, you know, oh, what a schlep. Do I really have to go out for a walk now? Do I really have to go and walk to the shops instead? Do I really have to go and stand up and do this and do that? If it seems like a schlep and it seems like it's something hard, it's, it probably means you're doing the right thing. It probably means you're in this growth area. Yeah. As long as there's no, there's not too much pain, as long as it's just like uncomfortable. Sure. It means you, you're probably on the right track. You, you're going to be growing. Take the steps at the office. Yeah. You know, skip, the, skip the lift and take the steps. Yeah. You know, be, Agree. That, be that person. So the next, the next category, so we've done sit less, walk more, look for opportunities for movement. And now we're on the fun part called active fun. And I think this is something that people don't think about nearly enough. Sure. And when you look at people who are naturally fit and healthy, it's not obvious, but if you actually inspect their lifestyles, you'll find that a lot of what they do for fun is active. Yeah. They're surfing, they're hiking, they're running, they're cycling, they're um, just playing games, playing sports anything and everything so for me like the old eric 10 years ago when i was very overweight and very sedentary my ideal weekend if i if you said what do you want to do for fun i'd be like okay i want to play computer games i want to go to the movies i want to watch tv i want to eat food i want to i don't know like have a beer with friends like there are all these very sedentary things now if you ask me eric if you could do anything this weekend what do you want to do for fun i'd be like ah what can we do this like uh, the the first thing that comes to mind is like go for a hike. Can I go for a walk with a friend? Can I go play paintball? Can I, you know, go ride a bike somewhere on the promenade? Like there's yeah. all these, my mind automatically goes to active things when I think about fun. Sure. I mean, like, you know, for me, very recent examples are, you know, it's just been Valentine's Day. Mm. And so what I did for Valentine's Day is I booked us a kayaking trip. Brilliant. And, you know, instead of going and buying my fiance chocolates and taking us out for some lavish breakfast mm. we woke up and at 6 a.m we went and we did because i live here on the beachfront in cape town we did a, we did a kayaking tour with a group of people Super and cool. it was amazing we saw a whale and we literally 
we, we, we paddled like a, about 50 meters away from this whale for about wow. 20 minutes. And then we saw a pod of hunting dolphins. It was like amazing. They said they never have days like that. Crazy. And like it literally was the most amazing, memorable experience. It was but, hard work, but you know, fun. Burnt right? a whole bunch of calories. Yeah. And it was really incredible. And then like, you know, every Friday night um, we have date night and alternate with my fiance where each week it's one of our it's one of our jobs to come up with an idea for what we're going to do. Mm. It doesn't have to cost much money, but like whatever it is, just something creative. And, you know, she was responsible for tonight because today's a Friday. And she booked us at the waterfront here. They've got a, a roller skating rink, mm -hmm. you know, and it looks like quite fun. You go and you roller skate and there's 80s music and there's disco lights. But the whole point is we're going roller skating instead of going out for some like lavish dinner. Mm. And that's going to be fun and it's going to be active and we're going to burn cool. calories and we're going to yeah. have a laugh. And it may not be like the most effective workout. But if you were to do something like that once a week, every week for the next year, yeah. that's a lot of calories burned. That's a lot of activity you've accumulated yeah. compared to someone who every Friday night doesn't do something active. Sure. I mean, I think you have to think about the compounding effect here. Mm. Like, I mean, I think what happens with people is they often feel that if something isn't some dramatic action, Intense. it has no impact. Yeah. So if you think about it this way, let's say all you did was, you know, let's say all these things that we're talking about only like helped you burn an extra hundred calories a day. Mm. You know, you're sitting less, you're moving more, you're doing all these things, lift opportunities. Mm. Let's just say you could burn an extra hundred calories a day. Yeah, probably a lot like, more, but that's a good, good That's number. 700 calories a week. Yeah. You know, 700 calories a week is a lot. You know, that's... I won't ask you to do the math over the year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But I mean, I'm just saying that I think don't rule out the impact. Yeah. Of it adds up. how all these little things can really like make a difference. And again, it, it reinforces your identity as a fit and active person. And even more importantly, when it comes to active fun, you don't often do active fun things alone. You almost always do them with other people. I yes. mean, you can do them alone, mm. but usually it's, it's a way to connect with other fit and healthy people. Sure. And the more fit and healthy people you have in your life, the Absolutely. easier it is for you to become fit and healthy because you become yep. more like the people you surround yourself with. Yeah, absolutely. And I think also what people listening to this podcast need to think about, yes, we know that most people who come to our community are very much focused on weight loss. Mm. But, you know, I think the key thing around movement and exercise is there are so many other benefits beyond weight loss in a sense that as humans, we were designed to move. Yeah. You know, and there's that whole idea like, you know, move it or, move it or lose it. Yeah. You know, use it or lose it. Basically, you want to keep, you know, your your engine kind of greased. Yeah. You want to keep moving. Like it's, it's got so many cardiovascular benefits, mm, um, absolutely. you know, benefits to your mood, yeah. benefits to your stress management. Mm. Um, you know, movement is a nutrient in its own. Yeah. And I think the, those are the kind of things that people also need to acknowledge that it's not just about aiding your weight loss journey. Mm. Like we were designed to move. We weren't designed to sit for so many hours in a chair on our couch, in our cars. You yeah. Know, if you think about it, you're just sitting, sitting, sitting. Yeah. And that's kind of like what we got to fight against if we want to reclaim like our primal kind of like. Yeah, you know, movement is medicine. Yeah, it's true. And yeah. So all these things, all these things are going to help you. And then of course you've got your deliberate exercise, mm. which is the kind of the cherry on the top. Yeah, you can you can notice we've added this like pretty late down the list of priorities. Yeah. Um, you don't, not everyone has to do deliberate exercise. I think if you are someone who sits less, sits less, walks more, always takes opportunities for movement and regularly does something active and fun, 
You may not even need to do any deliberate exercise to stay in shape. Yeah. I think a lot of people who are naturally thin and look healthy and fit, they typically are just very active in general. You don't have to do deliberate exercise. But I think as part of the sleek movement blueprint, it, sh- it probably should be some kind of deliberate, scheduled, intentional part of your week or day if you can. Definitely. And I think one of the main reasons for that is like, if you said to me, like, what are the core components of a movement blueprint? I would say that you have to have an element of resistance training okay. and like resistance training for anyone listening. What that really means is like, you know, any form of weightlifting, mm. um, you know, ultimately we want to move more, but we also want to pick up heavy things mm. as part of that blueprint. So you're training for strength. You're training for exactly yeah. strength is a core thing. And now, mm. Unfortunately, places like the gym or even at-home workouts, are the, that's the best format to develop that kind of capability. Mm. You know, even if you're training at home with resistance bands mm. or whatever it might Body be. Body weight, yeah. Unfortunately, in your day-to-day life, you're probably not going to get enough of that unless you work for like a furniture removal service <laughs> or you yeah. know, you're carrying thousands of packets of groceries yeah. every day. So yeah. I think you, you do need that deliberate exercise to get that component. And I also think there's, there's, a, there's a, a bit of... Um, discipline involved as well yeah like you know there's show me your schedule i'll show me i'll show you your priorities like if you have three gym workouts or four gym workouts scheduled per week yeah like there, there may be some days where you're sitting less or you're sitting more and you're walking less and you're not finding many opportunities for movement and you're not having any active fun but if you have three or four workouts scheduled into your week as non-negotiable you at least get that done Sure. And, and I think it's almost like modern society has forced us to need to deliberately do this. Mm. Like, for example, if you worked on a ranch or a farm mm. or something, then mm. you really have no requirement to go to the gym. Yeah. You know, if you're working on a construction site and your job involves hard labor, mm. if you work in a factory and you're picking up things and you're moving things, yeah. or, you know, then you don't need to go to the gym. There but may be some desire to kind of round you, out the physique. You might enjoy but, that. But you're right. But I'm saying like most people don't get that in their daily life. Yeah. And so that's why I see that there is a requirement for people to do it. But I think what you said was important. You said three or four times a week. Now, I yeah. think where people go wrong is they look at other people who go to the gym. And, you know, I go to the gym maybe six days a week. Why? Because I love going to the gym. Mm. But you you only need to go and do weights three to four times a week. Which is a beginner. Yeah. Exactly. Like, I mean, one can do three full body workouts a mm. week and be absolutely fine. Yeah. And I think the problem is that someone thinks, oh, I can't go to the gym five, six days a week, so I'd rather not. Yeah. That's not available to me. Yeah. They don't realize that they actually might have the space in their life for that. So I think resistance training is important. Um, movement's important. And then obviously we'll probably talk later about things like mobility and flexibility, which is something yeah. that I'm really yeah. like weak with mm. and something as a 45-year-old that I need to like focus on in the future. I mean, before we move on, like it's part of deliberate exercise. I think yes. both you and I are biased towards some kind of strength training. Sure. Um, weightlifting, bodyweight workouts, that kind of thing. I think it's an important element that anyone can benefit from. But, you know, for some people, a deliberate exercise may be more cardiovascular based. Yeah, like running. It, running or cycling or swimming or something like that. Um, Absolutely. There's definitely huge benefit to getting your heart rate up. And it's actually one of our recommendations later on that if, if your deliberate exercise is weightlifting or strength training, we do recommend you find ways to get your heart rate up deliberately as well. Yeah. But, you know, in terms of sit less, walk more, movement opportunities, active fun, when you get to deliberate exercise, I think one can consider it either strength training and or 
cardiovascular based exercise. The main thing is it's, you have a deliberate exercise or schedule that you plan to do throughout the week. Absolutely. And I think, you know, you're going to have a focus in either direction. So like, I, I think that like, let's say your, your focus is on weightlifting. Yeah. You're going to need an element of cardiovascular exactly. to help you. Yeah. If your focus is on cardio, mm. like anyone who's a runner out there or swimmer or whatever will tell you that cross training and, you know, doing resistance training or weight training helps their running. That's a carryover benefit, like, definitely. Your best, your best running plans or your best runners, they all do some degree of gym work. Yeah, I mean, you know? let's, let's look at, you, know, you mentioned mobility work earlier. Let's, let's say, for example, I'm currently doing four strength training sessions a week. Yeah. Okay. If I added a fifth session, I would get a small amount of benefit. Sure. You know, I'd burn some more calories, I'd get some more volume, and I'd maybe get slightly stronger. But I don't think that extra hour on the first day would have a significant impact. Yes. But now, imagine I added an hour of yoga once a week instead. Yes, exactly. That would add, that same hour, possibly even less effort, would yes. add much more benefit to my overall health and life and fitness sure. than an extra hour of weightlifting or strength training. So it's important to think um, beyond just one particular category. You know, how can you actually work on different areas? Now, we've kind of covered the, the core um, elements of the movement blueprint, but you know, there, there are other things you consider too. Like, I mean, there's like, how can you improve your posture? Yeah. Um, when it comes to posture, you know, most of us sit the whole day, we have pretty bad posture. Yep. There's different things you can do to be more conscious of your posture. There's mobility work. Like, can you work on those tight shoulders and tight hips? Even just for five minutes a day. By mobility, you mean stretching? Mobility is in range of motion yes. as in form, that kind of thing and in flexibility as in how can you get better at being more flexible yeah you know mobile versus flexibility mobility versus flexibility can be fairly interchangeable but yes. they're generally slightly different okay um th those are definitely important parts of movement but we haven't made them the core part of the movement blueprint i mean you gave me a light bulb moment now i mean in terms of my own routine yeah because Okay, obviously my routine's changing right now because I'm training for the two oceans. Half Which marathon. is cool. It's allowed to, yeah. But so what I'm doing now is I'm actually I'm moving from a six day gym week mm -hmm. to actually only doing three to four gym sessions a week. Probably three because I'm going to run four days a week. Like I say, yeah. So so I've adjusted it, but you know you did give me an idea now, and you're giving me food for thought. I mean, at the end of the day when I was doing my six day routine, yeah. you're actually right. Like if I substitute one of those days for yoga, for example, mm. I would get far more benefit than doing, you know, the difference between five and six workouts because yeah. I could, I could obviously tweak Absolutely. those five workouts. So thank you for that light bulb moment. For or even me. just going for a walk, an hour walk. So I really, really appreciate that. Yeah. I'm going to factor that into my next routine. Um, but I also want to just correct myself and not give people the wrong impression. I mean, I use the word gym a lot. Yeah. What I actually mean, when I say gym, I mean, that could be a home workout. You know, mm. at Sleek Geek, we've developed, Eric developed some great um, home workout plans, which you can do with the resistance band, mm. or you can do with minimal equipment at home. So I just wanted to make it absolutely clear, like, I'm not saying if you can't go to the gym, then none of this is available to you. Yeah. Because you absolutely can do strength training at home. Absolutely, yeah. And to wrap this all up, um, uh, one last core piece of the movement blueprint is the concept around finding your minimum. Mm. And the idea here is, okay, you may say you want to stand up once every hour for at least eight hours a day. You want to walk 10,000 steps or more a day. You want to 
take all the opportunities to move more whenever they present themselves. Yeah. You want to do active fun every single weekend. You want to do six workouts a week as deliberate exercise. And that's all fine and well when life is going well, when it's perfect. Sure. But life gets messy. We know that. We know that you won't be able to stick to that all the time. Work that's gets where, busy. Family things happen. Yes, exactly. Budgets, birthdays, holidays, illnesses, all adds up. So what is the minimum amount of exercise you'll accept? So that's I mentioned earlier, I, I, I set myself a, a step goal between five and 10,000 steps a day. My workouts are new, normally three to four workouts a week. And I try to do something active every weekend, but if it's every second weekend, that's okay too. And what this gives me is it gives me a range. I know that for deliberate workouts, I would like to do four to five workouts a week. That, then I know I'm, I'm doing great. But if it's only three or four workouts a week, that's okay too. Like it, 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 it's good enough. And by having this minimum, it means I never like a, oh crap, I can't do five workouts next week. Yes. So let me not do anything at all. I've always liked that, that you've had, because I mean, I don't have a flexible system. I just, if I have to miss one, I miss one. Mm. But I've always liked that, you know, you've always said you, you, you've, you've designed it so you can either do three or four workouts a week. Yeah. Because, you know, some work weeks might be worse than others. And even just being okay. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's less about having a backup plan. It's more just being okay. Yeah. Like, I, I'm not going to beat myself up if I only do three workouts, because that's the minimum. I'm okay with three. It's well, not going to make me think I'm a failure and stop. It's not going to change my life but it's going to keep the momentum going. And it means next week when life gets better, I can get back on track to four or five rather than having to restart from scratch. Yeah. I like, I like the idea of managing those expectations because what I see with a lot of people is, as you say, they'll mm. say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. I'm going to, and they make this long list. Yeah. And then when they realize that they can't achieve it every day, they almost think, what's the point? Exactly. And then they stop. Yeah. Then then what? Nothing. Exactly. So they had a range. Point. Okay, life is going badly. Life is busy. Let me do the lower end of the range. Yes. Or maybe it might even be okay. I I, I don't like. Let's say for example, here's actually a, really how the system shines. Is I suffer from back issues sometimes, mm. back pain, and I suffer from lack of energy sometimes. Mm. There's some days where I'm like I just I can't face going to the gym and doing deadlifts. Yeah. I just can't. Like I, I I've got a strength training workout scheduled but my back or my energy just can't deal with it yeah. now i've got a headache maybe back is sore whatever I had poor sleep last night whatever it is okay let me rather than go and walk more instead let yeah. me aim for the upper upper range of my walking goals my step goals sure because i know that if i skip this one workout i'll still be within my minimum range for weightlifting and strength training absolutely like i mean yesterday i had my covid vaccine booster mm. And I haven't had any side effects. Yeah. Thank goodness. That's amazing, yeah. Yeah, like I, I woke up this morning with a slight headache. And but that's because because you're seeing me today and you're like, oh, I should I go see you today? <laughs> no, I love seeing you. Friday's <laughs> my, actually, coming here feels like a holiday. It's my favorite day of the week. Yeah. Um, after grinding away the whole week. But the yeah. point being that like, I did actually have a planned gym workout today. Mm. And I thought to myself, I'm going to like play it by ear mm. and decide, you know, whether I'll do that, that workout today or not, depending on how I feel. Yeah. But you know, even though I don't have any side effects, my left arm where I had the injection is a little bit stiff. Mm. Like it's not painful, mm. but like it just feels there's something there. Yeah. And I was going to do a workout today that involved upper body. Mm. And now, you, you know, doing this podcast has made me rethink it. You know, like I thought to myself, you know what? 
I'm prepared to skip that upper body workout because it'll be uncomfortable. Mm. But I'm going to go and I'm going to make sure that I have a nice five, six kilometer walk out in the sunshine, walk at a brisk pace. Mm. Tomorrow morning, I've got an 8K walk run set up, you know, set myself up for that. And you're going for uh, roller skating tonight. Exactly. So, But the whole point is my, my mindset is not like, oh, okay, I don't think the gym workout's a good workout. I'm not going to do nothing. Do nothing. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, I'm going to go for a lack of walk. Mm. And I think that's the kind of mindset that people need to get into. Yeah. You know, always something as opposed to all or nothing. Yeah. So that's the Sleek Geek Movement yeah. Blueprint. Uh, we look forward to revealing it to you guys in detail. We actually soon. talked about that for longer than I thought we would. Yeah. Been a good... Uh, oh, one thing we didn't mention was get out in nature. Yeah. Like last thing, just to wrap up, is, you know, guys, we were actually built on... Like Robin Sharma, who's one of my gurus that I love, he talks mm. about this a lot. Like we were designed to be out in nature. Absolutely. You know, there's something that happens on a physiological, biological level yeah. to you when you go out into nature, mm. you know, you automatically relax. And nature is a great way to have active fun, mm. hiking with friends. Yeah. Nature is a great way to like, just get more overall active and do. Well, it's pretty things. hard to be in nature if you don't move yourself to get there. Exactly. You know, I mean, sure you can maybe drive and then get out of your car and picnic right next to it. But like often it involves, okay, I'm going to drive in the park. I'm going to walk to the picnic spot. Or I'm going to walk through the, the gardens or I'm going to, exactly. you know, Go for a walk along the beach. Get out and about. Nature's important. I think, you know, I think going to the gym or working out at home is effective. But if you had to choose between running on the treadmill versus running along the beachfront, I'll take running along the beachfront hands down every day. Sure. It's much more scenic and harder. <laughs> but it is. But it's, it's nature, you know. Exactly. No, I agree with you 100%. And I think people listening to this podcast, generally, we've got families in the community. Yeah. And so... I'm, I'm particularly passionate about this because I grew up in a family, I had the best parents on earth, mm. but bless their cotton socks, they were armchair sportsmen and they literally, all they did was watch TV. Mm. And I grew up, I was never encouraged. I mean, obviously I was sporty and I did school sport, but as a family, we never ever did anything active. Yeah. And, you know, that's something that in the Sleeky community, I love it when I see people bring their kids along to our Sleeky mm. walk, even young kids. So what I'm saying to you is, if you are a mother or father and you've got a family and you've got kids, think about, you know, those opportunities for movement on the weekend. How can your family do things yes. that involve, you know, even if you want to get an ice cream on the weekend, you know, can you get an ice cream and walk on the promenade? Can you yeah. get an ice cream and, you know, but basically how can you get your family active? Mm. Can you go for a family walk around the block before yeah. dinner? Yeah. Like, so, you know, this is not just limited to you. This is really about how can you get the people that you love involved in getting moving and, you know, that can even be more enjoyable for you when you share that with them. Yes, I think it's quite cool about this whole movement blueprint is setting an example for kids um, if you're a parent. Because often the parents are like, okay, I'm going to go and do a workout now. Please don't bother me. Yeah. I'm either locking myself away in this room while I do my workout or I'm going to the gym. And if that's the only type of movement you do, your kids don't get to learn any healthy habits. Absolutely. They don't see you going for walks. They don't see you doing movement for opportunity kind of thing. They don't see you having active fun. Um, they don't see you doing yoga and workouts because it, it's literally out of their field of vision. Sure. Whereas if you, I promise you, a kid who grows up going for, like for me, I love doing the park runs and the my runs on the weekends. Mm. And one day when I have kids, they are definitely coming with and we're going to start off push them in the pram along there and then hopefully they'll walk with us eventually. But if that kid grows up every weekend, They've seen us as a family going for a walk. 
there's a very good chance they will continue that tradition with their kids one day and just with themselves as adults. Like they, they might even know why. They may be a 20 year old and going, for some reason, something's pulling me to go for a walk this weekend. I don't know why. That, you know, obviously, so much of what we do uh, stems from our childhood. Mm. But that's a habit that can be ingrained in them. They won't even know it, yep. but they will automatically want to walk on the weekends. And I think walking builds connection. Mm. Like, I mean, I find in my own personal life, like one of the best ways that I love to connect with my fiance is to go for a walk. Mm. You know, take the doggy for a walk and, you know, then there's no distractions. There's no phones, there's no TV, there's exactly. no computers. Yeah, I love it. You know, like they say, couples who train together, stay together, but, you know, it's hard to... Couples who walk together. It's hard to talk. It's hard to talk and whatever in a gym session. With your, yeah. You know, it's hard on a run or whatever it yeah. is, but like a walk is a great way to just connect. And that's why we have the, the monthly sleek geek walks around the country too. We call it the 5K walk and talk. Yeah, that's the whole point. You walk and you talk and it's every first Sunday of the month um, in a couple of regions around the country. So if you haven't heard about that, you better come and join. You can just search Sleekeek.ca forward slash events. Events, yeah, there we go. Or ask in the Facebook group. Um, even email help at sleekgeek.ca. We'll hook you up. Come join the walks, get active, meet other like-minded people. And with that, I think we're going to wrap up. Cheers, guys. Thank you. See you next time. Cheers, guys.